Let me pull it up. your boys on the fashion and that's right it's the 2020 edition i guess i'm still pooped out from partying and my voice is gone from partying all the time but i'm not by myself i have the valedictorian the father of jackson and jordan and our new commentator for southern honor wrestling mr gb what's happening what's going on dude party all the time like eddie murphy oh my gosh and what in the it world was Rick James. right you know co- cocaine co- cocaine is quite the drug um as rick, as rick james would say i know my foot on as he's carpet oh my gosh <laughs> Yeah, you know what though? It's a it's a big week. It's the first show that all three of us are back together on. Um, we've had a lot of content already hitting. Big week, of course, with Wrestle Kingdom earlier this week. Southern Honors big show is this week. So it's a big week, man. I, what a way to start off 2020, and I'm here for it. What a way! What, what a way. way! What a way! We're never alone. We have the mouth of the South, Mister Memphis, in the building. Brandon J. Clack, how you feel? Man, I, I'm okay, but we should be asking, how's your throat feeling? I mean, every vocal cord you have is under attack and under strain right now. Listen, what have you been doing? If it's not Wi-Fi, it's my vocals. I don't know. Oh, man. It's just bad. That's crazy. Yeah, it's rough. That but is, I'm good. I can't complain. 2020, stuff. here I come. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. And, and it's been it's been full because, of course, now, you know, 2020, it's full-on Memphis-Nashville for you. Uh, Courtney's all over the world. Um, I'm, you know, kind of doing the thing here in Atlanta. So it's a, it's kind of a super cool time. So I, I, I'm gonna, well, I won't even guess, but let me just officially ask how your New Year's was. Well, my New Year's was great. I started out in Chocolate City. It's always good to be in D.C., go back home. And, uh, you know, I'm from Virginia, mm-hmm. but go to D.C., Northern Virginia, hang out a little bit. Came on back, had a blast here in Texas. Yeah. And uh, getting ready to head out of the country to Africa yeah. to do a little New Year's there in the great country of Cameroon and Nigeria. Nice. Faction goes international. You guys have been uh, international. great for doing that. So I, I appreciate that. Clack, man, how about you? How was New Year's for you? It was really good. Um, every, everybody was really excited uh, down here in Memphis. So it was uh, a lot of joy, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. And then uh, the next day, we ate like kings. I mean, we just, good. we had food everywhere. I'm still trying to recover. And the, the, the rent is due at the gym house. So I'm sure the <laughs> treadmill and the weights are going to have uh, some payments due. So I'm, I'm trying to avoid them, but it's time for me to get back in there. No, let, let me tell you what Brandon Clack and I have not talked about. Okay. Oh, you want to talk about getting a sneak attack and getting hit with a chair. It Brandon wasn't a Clack is kind enough. What'd you say? I'm concerned about your health. It's not a sneak attack. No, that was a sneak attack. Brandon Clack has been kind enough to introduce and loan his trainer to me. Now, because I don't live in Memphis, I get most of my workouts via text message. Okay. Trainer texts me in a group chat with Brandon and says, PC, what planet fitness do you go to? I sent him the one. He said, okay, cool. 
It's Christmas Eve. They close at five. You need to go. What time you going? I said, I'll be there at three. I didn't go at three. He said, hey, man, you going? I said, yeah, I'll be there at four. Okay. He said, time EM comes around. I walk into the gym. I got an attitude. I don't want to be there. The lady at the front says, welcome to Planet Fitness, Mr. Beard. In a very dismissive way, I said, ma'am, I won't be here long. Don't talk to me. Brandon Clack FaceTimes me. What I think to make sure that I'm in the gym, Brandon throws me through the glass in the barber shop. <laughs> he FaceTimes me and says, hey, man. And I look up and my trainer is in San Antonio, inside the gym, walking around the corner, says, are you ready to work out? I almost died. <laughs> turned NWO. Oh, wow. Wow. We were the last ones to leave the gym. Wow. Oh, my God. At 5 o'clock, they came and said, sir, y'all got to leave. I told them, I'll go leave if y'all set of legs in the back you can give me. So needless to say, Brandon set me up, chair shot. I did the workout. Ain't felt my legs since. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Uh, some, somebody uh, wrote a song and said, "That's what friends are for, right?" That's what friends ain't. That's why he's Wait, so quiet. G- GB, you gotta give it to me. What kind of friend would send a personal trainer? Yeah, to help somebody. I literally sent. Yeah, his Wi-Fi is messed personal up. Personal trainer. No, you didn't send a personal trainer. You sent a demon. That's what it was. I felt like I was walking through him. That's what it was. I have well, well, you know what? Your slim down keg stomach is gonna thank me once he turned from a keg to a twelve pack of beer. I don't think on this episode we should start getting in the stomachs before we finish this episode, lest I be punched in the face. Oh, oh wow! Oh boy! Oh boy! That was. Great. I didn't want to talk about stomachs. Oh, I didn't want to go there about stomachs. Y'all starting to rip me. I don't no, want to talk about no okay. stuff. Hey, so the last time, first of all, this is probably the longest hiatus we've ever had. Uh, ever. We've missed two full weeks, which is just completely unlike us. But Christmas fell on a Wednesday. New Year's fell on a Wednesday. The guys obviously deserve the opportunity to be off, but we're back in a big way. Our last show, we really kind of talked about our best of 2019. Some really, really cool stuff there. So go back and check it out. And since then, we dropped some quick hits, and uh, we had a special recap of Wrestle Kingdom 14 that dropped on Monday. So if you missed it all, you got to go back and check it out uh, wherever you get your podcast. Just for search for the faction. So we have a very special show lined up for you today. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Welcome to episode 195 of the faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We'll definitely kick things off with Jushin Thunder Liger. That's right, the legend calls it the end. Russell Kingdom 14, also happy first year to AEW. We'll have a great interview with William Huckabee of Southern Honor Wrestling, and we'll definitely talk NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff 2. But before we do, they're still undisputed. That's right, it's the Undisputed Era's theme song by CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. It's me, CGP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO 
and founder with DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang! Shock the system.
a faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio. And you were just listening to Undisputed. That's the Undisputed Aaron's theme music by CFOGB. Take it from here. All right. Well, speaking of the Undisputed Era, they pretty much swept the NXT year-end awards uh, with Adam Cole literally taking home four awards, including uh, the match of the year for his two out of three falls match with Johnny Gargano at TakeOver New York. He won for male competitor of the year, overall competitor of the year, and rivalry of the year with Johnny Gargano. The Undisputed Era won for NXT Tag Team of the Year as well. Um, other winners included uh, Shayna Baszler, who won for Female Competitor of the Year. Dakota Kai won for Future Star of the Year. Keith Lee won for Breakout Star of the Year. And TakeOver War Games won as the NXT TakeOver of the Year. We'll talk some more about NXT in a little bit as NXT is back live tonight on USA going head-to-head with AEW, um, who will be celebrating their one-year anniversary tonight. It's going to be pretty amazing to see what's going down. Uh, And it's been an interesting year for AEW. We remember a year ago is when they first made the announcement about the formation of AEW, had the big giant press conference, etc., etc., and a lot has happened for them in this year, I want to talk about firstly, what do we think the wins for AEW have been in this first year? And then we'll get into what some of their challenges have been. But what do you think some of the wins have been for AEW? And Clack, ironically, we'll start with you. What do you think some of the wins for AEW have been in this last year? Uh, I, I really want to say just their presence in front of us, whether it's social media, whether it's on TV. They have had this unusual, like, locomotive momentum, and they've been able to really sustain it, in my opinion, um, even though, you know, I thought what they did was incredibly stupid by having Cody hit the throne with the sledgehammer. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, other than that, I really thought that they really maintained uh, momentum. So I think that more than their actual in-ring performance has been their major win. Uh, their, their loss that they have is that they did not let Vince buy them out privately and uh, keep the feud going and just be on the WWE network some kind of way. They should have let Vince buy them out. They could have had some private funding and they could have just put up the facade as as if they hate WWE. But, you know, that's what uh, arrogance and ignorance does for you. Well, okay. All right. Uh, Courtney, wins and losses for AEW in this first year. Well, first off, let's make sure we're talking facts. The Khan family has more money than Vincent Kennedy McMahon does as their money doesn't even come from America. He is a multi-billionaire. Mr. Khan is, and you will show him some respect. GB, wipe that look off your face because that's a fact. Okay? I'm just like, okay. So here's the thing that I want to say. To me, what's a win is what Clyde said. The TV deal. AEW starting without a TV deal would not have worked. There was too much hype. We are church planters. It's like a church planter starting out with all this social media buzz and then they're meeting in a place that's just low budget. Well, but wait, you said AEW starting without a TV deal. They did. Let's let let's not forget no, that no, they no. had them starting the TV deal. No, 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 no. Let's start let's remember they had four pay, they had 
let's see, Double or Nothing. They had Fight for the Fallen, Fighter Fest, right. and All Out or All In, right. All Out. Four pay per views, and their TV deal had not gone live yet. Right. So, so, and, and I say on top of that, to me, the greatest thing is still securing a weekly television spot. I've seen their commercials on TNT. I've seen their commercials during basketball. I've heard Mark Jackson say, "Tune into AEW during the Lakers game. Lakers Clippers is huge. The TV deal is by far the biggest thing." Okay, uh, since Clack jumped into losses, what do you think uh, a loss has been for AEW in this first year? For me? Yeah. Uh, I think not putting the belts on the right people. I think, and you and I talked about this yesterday privately, mm-hmm. there is a thing where we're so listening to the culture that we're missing a win right in front of us. Yeah. So a Jericho being champion? The Young Bucks not being the tag champions, mm-hmm. Kenny not having a belt—they're really blowing it right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. I will say that um, you know it's ironic because a year ago, uh, you and I sat in a hotel room as we were uh, attending uh, Impact Wrestling's anniversary, talking about the launch of AEW and what we thought it was going to mean. And um, one of the real realities that has come from it is they we knew they had to get a TV deal, right? Like, you know, they could have gone on the Internet because they certainly have been Internet darlings. But for them to really be viewed as a viable product, they had to be on mainstream television. And so to get the deal, not just any deal, but a deal with TNT, uh, which really brought us back to the days of the Monday Night Wars, where you had wrestling on multiple cable networks um, was a very, very big deal. So I think for sure for them, that was a big a big win. Um, I think we have to also remember this too, and this is the challenge of uh, the 21st century anything, right? We kind of expect people to come out of the gate and have everything kicking, you know? We expect everybody to have everything flowing so we don't create room and space for people to you know mess up in front of us we don't give people room and space to grow we just have this expectation that people are going to come out the gate and everything's going to be flowing and flowing super well um and so there have been moments that AEW have not been, you know, like on point. But the truth of it is to compare them to WWE, which, you know, you're talking about a company that's been in existence since 1963, formally as WWE. So you're talking 50 some odd years here uh, against a brand new company. And yes, you can talk about the experience of Cody being Dusty's son and watching Dusty's playbook. But as we all know, it's one thing to watch somebody do it. It's another thing for you to do it yourself. And uh, none of them had really run a promotion with this amount of resources, with this amount of money, with this amount of opportunity and responsibility. So I think for AEW, you know, we could talk about losses, but they're in year one. Clack, are you okay? You might want to. <laughs> Me, wait, wait, here's what's crazy. Clack is not muted and he's doing God knows what. Courtney is trying to talk and he's muted. I don't understand what's happening right now. 
Oh, gosh. Unmute your mic, Courtney. We can't hear you. I see you talking, but... First off, we're brushing off the New Year jitters. It's 2020. It's a lot of pressure to do it this year. No. Oh, my gosh. So, There's a bit of pressure everywhere right now. Got, oh, my Lord. So, yeah, you know, for AEW, I just think that before we start, start talking about their losses and what they haven't done right, let's let's look in the history books and say this. What's the last wrestling, wrestling company that in its first year came out the gate? Yeah. Doing not just a TV deal, but live TV. You know, not not anybody who's just an upstart, really. Well, never I mean, seen yeah, it. That, so, so think about this: true. the, the only one who could remotely come close would be Lucha Underground. But Lucha Underground, number one, they were not doing live TV. Number two, they were not doing pay per views. Number three, they were shooting their show in seasons, so it was shot pretty much all at one time, as opposed to a weekly show that you would attend. Yeah. And then on top of that, they're not even here to tell the story right now. Dude, I, I think the thing that's crazy is they're literally practicing in front of us. Yes. We're watching yeah. them practice in front of us. Yeah. I mean, think about this. When ECW was in their first year, they didn't have a TV deal. When uh, TNA, oh, no. when TNA was in its first year, they didn't have a TV deal. You know, there's a lot of folks who can't. Uh, and, and, and this is the other reason why this is significant. WCW had a TV because they were owned by a television owner. So it only mm. made sense that they would have a TV deal. But for AEW to get this kind of a deal, you know, within their first year of business, I don't even know that we understand how incredibly significant that is. So uh, as they celebrate their one year anniversary tonight, congratulations, AEW. Certainly will be watching. They'll be uh, in your town, Memphis. Uh, clack and uh, it's going to be amazing they say they're honoring memphis legends and uh, to me that gets controversial because there's no bigger memphis wrestling legend than one jerry the king lawler who just happens to be an announcer for monday night raw so how that's gonna go i don't know but i do know this it, it should make for an interesting go ahead and mention him can, can i can i just him. make one can i just make one quick point that i think it would just be awful if we overlook okay if we're going to celebrate aew success we have to celebrate the success of the attitude era oh the my only God. reason oh. that people are excited about aew is because we got a flash from the past no we got the monday night wars back no. which is the hinge of the attitude oh era my God. so thank you so much and oh, oh. we've got one of the biggest advocates of the attitude era in gold dust he is really in cody's ear steering the realm making sure that everything is looking like the attitude era the glory years so aew you get an A plus from me now because I just realized you're bringing back the attitude. But this era. is where you're good. But this is why you're problematic in your thinking because if you're gonna say that that's the case and you're gonna ignore people like Tully Blanchard, people like Arn Anderson, which is one half of the freaking Four Horsemen, who are having active roles right now in AEW, then that's crazy. That's crazy. You can't totally blame this on the Attitude Era. And here's the deal. If we're going to go no, Attitude No, not blame. Era, credit. No, if we're going to credit the Attitude Era, then the selective 
thinking and the revisionist history that you're walking in says clearly this. There would have been no attitude era if WCW didn't decide we're going to go head to head with WWE on Monday nights. We're going to have Nitro and then we're going to turn around and let's remember this. While they were doing Nitro, looking to do live shows every week, WWE was still doing a taped show and a live show every other week. And that's how they oh, wait, ended me, up getting clarify, in a whole GB. lot of trouble. Let, let me clarify. When I praise the Attitude Era, I'm praising WCW as well. So you're the only reason the why Monday I don't Night talk Wars. about them much. The only reason why I don't. The only reason why I don't praise them as much is because they're losers. They lost. But here's the they no, got no, no, purchased. No. Now see, here, here's this is what's unfair even about that argument. And I and I'm really trying to be as objective as humanly possible. What's unfair about no, that argument? I don't think you are. No, 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 no. What's unfair about that argument is this: you can't call them losers when they won for two straight years. Wait, I, I can't, GB. They got purchased. They did they, get they purchased, lost. but here's the reality of it. They got purchased. However, they almost completely wiped WWE off the face of the map. I, and here's I've the been key told. Word. Almost. Almost is the key word. If you win by one point, you still win. But here's the thing. I've been told that if you've been purchased with a price, you're worth something. Uh, now, you just said almost that they were purchased. Yeah, you should have never used the word purchased. Now, if you get purchased, you just said WCW has been purchased with a price. That's right. That shows its value there. They got an inheritance. I don't know what you're trying to say. But all I know is... Is, is I just went up. I got excited like William Huckabee walking into a Chinese restaurant. Oh, see, you know what? <laughs> We're not going to be smirch Huckabee. He's going to join us on the show in just a few minutes. I am excited. Did you say we're not going to give Huckabee Bisquick? Because I think the brother's had enough biscuits. Whoa. He's had enough Bisquick. Oh, my God. He's had enough biscuits. You, got, you guys, y'all are trying to... When he he didn't bleed dough. Y'all are trying. Oh. Wow. <laughs> now listen, wow. Corey, better be careful. You're going to make Huckabee bite you. Listen, and you're going to make. Oh, my God. Y'all are trying to make. Y'all are trying you're to gonna make. Be the first person in a first bitten match. Oh, my God. GB's are... going through a table. Y'all are trying to make my <laughs> life very, very difficult Friday, okay? <laughs> Price GB is the sacrifice. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so, so let's do this before we take a break and and go into William Huckabee. We do need to talk about this. Uh, Will uh, William? Sorry, Russell Kingdom was this weekend. It was absolutely huge. We gave our our full full recap of it uh, on the show on Monday, so you guys have to go check it out. But what happened Monday night? Um, in in Japanese time, which was Monday morning here in America, was the official retirement ceremony of the 31-year legend Jushin Thunder Liger, whose impact went all across this globe. He wrestled his final match Sunday night as part of Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, as a unique move, certainly in WWE and in most other places, the retirement ceremony would have ended the show. He wanted it to start the show. So New Year's Dash began with the retirement ceremony of Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, Very emotional, very moving time. I want to ask you guys just your thoughts on the impact uh, and the legacy of Jushin Thunder Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger 
changed wrestling for me as a boy sitting in Virginia when I watched WCW and Bischoff started bringing in the wrestlers surrounding Jushin Thunder Liger. I got a chance to see him wrestle the likes of a Christopher Jerome Jericho back then called a Y2J and I saw these matches like I had never seen before. We talk about the Big Show having a 20-year career. My God, a over 30-year career of still being a good worker. Very good. So to watch him, a la Undertaker, lay on his back in the middle of the ring and the crowd saying thank you in their language, wrestlers that he applauds standing around him, IWGP belt being present, what a moment. You see the wrestlers leaning over talking to him. We don't know what they said, but I can assure you it was them saying, thank you for paving the way for us. Mm -hmm. You went out on your own terms. Jushin Thunder Liger is a hero and a legend. Clack, any thoughts on uh, the legacy of Jushin Thunder Liger? Um, I, you know, I'm not too familiar with Juicy Thunder Tiger, uh, but, but wow. from what I'm, I'm hearing, he probably had one heck of a growl. And uh, so congratulations to you for uh, having quite the juicy career. Juicy Thunder Tiger. Wow. What? What's wrong? Wow. So let me just let me just say this. Let me say this. The, For, let me say, I was muted, but that's hilarious. Wow, <laughs> juicy, juicy. What'd you call him? Thunder Tiger is what I thought you all were juicy saying. Is Thunder it not? Tiger. Juicy, <laughs> juicy Thunder Tiger. Thunder Liger. Oh my gosh. I, I will, I will just sorry. say this. I I think many in the United States. Uh, firmly believe that the cruiserweight movement began with the uh, entrance of the luchadors, um, the uh, whether it was uh, WCW bringing them in or ECW bringing them in. But you must know that before there was a Rey Mysterio, before there was an Eddie Guerrero, before there was a Juventud Guerrera, um, there was Jushin Thunder Liger in the mid-'80s who just revolutionized the sport as we know it and made it possible for uh, everyone from uh, Chris Jericho to Chris Benoit to Dean Malenko to Eddie Guerrero to AJ Styles and, and Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and every wrestler, Bret Hart, all these folks who were told they were too small, um, he made it possible for you to really be able to show off what you do, bring a high-flying uh, style to it, bring a flair. And, and most people forget that he only had one match under the WWE umbrella, and that happened at an NXT TakeOver. Let me just be very clear that it was NXT who had Jushin Thunder Liger and not Raw and not SmackDown. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger, definitely one of the greatest wrestling personalities. They gave him a 10-bell salute. Um, it was just a powerful, powerful time. Uh, if you guys get a chance to go back and check it out, be sure to do that. So we salute Jushin Thunder Liger. All right, we're going to take a break when we... What? What is so funny? 
Because he's still he laughing at what he said to Juicy. <laughs> Oh he said it's slow for me. Oh my god! I have the GB because oh, no, I called him Juicy no, Thunder Tiger. Went, oh my gosh! So we've got uh, some big things on the way coming up next. Our special interview with uh, Southern Honor Wrestling's William Huckabee. Um, which we've actually been looking forward to this interview ever since our first foray into Southern Honor Wrestling. He'll be joining us to talk about his huge, and I mean this is going to be uh, incredible, the incredible match that's taking place this Friday, uh, the dog collar match between he and Joe Black. That's coming up next, but right now we're going to some music from CFO. It's the theme song for the former NXT Cruiserweight champion, Leo Rush. It's called I Came to collect. It's the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction. I 
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Haina's in the building. You can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do it. Find out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Oh, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Gee, oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Wait, why you did that? What I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. <laughs> Attention wrestling fans, come ring in the new year with Southern Honor Wrestling. Join us for SHW 16, Friday, January 10th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. This crowd is getting their money's worth tonight. Oh, look at her. Witness the first ever dog collar match in SHW history between Joe Black and William Huckabee. Huckabee and Black, face to face one more time. See the return of Georgia wrestling legend Kyle Matthews as he makes his Southern Honor in-ring debut against David Ali. Kyle Matthews, I still can't believe what we're seeing here in an SHW ring. Newly crowned SHW champion Corey Hollis defends the title against former Impact Wrestling superstar Suicide. Corey Hollis has found a way. And a number one contender's fatal four-way match between Owen Knight, Ashton Starr, AC Mack, and Cam Carter. Plus Danny Jordan versus Brooklyn Creed. Gunnar Miller versus Sean Legacy. All this and so much more. I can't believe what we're seeing here, folks. Doors open at 7 p.m. Bell time at 8. Tickets start at only $10. Grab yours now at southernhonorwrestling.com. SHW, this is our wrestling. Another action-packed night here at Southern Honor Wrestling. We also had another chapter in the feud with Joe Black and William Huckabee, what can we expect January 10th at the Action Center? Well, first of all, I didn't expect to see you here. Hey, hey. Diana. So glad you could come. So glad you could finally wear shoes. Welcome to the big city, bright lights. Welcome to real wrestling. I know you're not really used to that, but, you know. Well, just, just, you asked a question. Grown men are talking. Now, Joe Black, you know, one thing... Diana said correctly, said this is another chapter. 
And it seems, Joe, that we are destined to write this story till the end of time. Our fates are intertwined, Joe, and January 10th, it all comes to a head. We reached the pinnacle of our story. Does that mean that it's over? No, not as long as there's breath in my body, not as long as there's breath in your body. Now, Joe, I love you. I've always loved you. I've always had faith in you. I've always known that you are the best junior heavyweight in the country. Now, January 10th, you step in the ring with the Mid-Atlantic bully. Everything I've tried to protect you from, Joe, you now have to face. You haven't seen this side of the Incredible Huck. You haven't seen this side of your bigger brother. You thought tonight was something because I said a blood oath in front of all the fans of Canton, Georgia, and right there in the Southern Honor Ring. You think that that's as bad as it gets. You are wrong, Joe. You see, a lot of people say that they've shed their blood, sweat, and tears for professional wrestling. I'm willing to prove it. And January 10th, Joe, that's no different than everything I've told you. January 10th, you realize that every lesson that I've ever given you, every story I've ever told you, every moment that we've shared together comes to a head. And as much as I love you, Joe Black, I'm not gonna let my little brother beat me. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, 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 welcome back to the faction. That was I Came to Collect, Leo Rush's theme song. GB, let's get it. All right, guys, I'm super excited about what's happening this week. This Friday, Southern Honor Wrestling presents SHW 16, the first card of 2020. It's going to be headlined by a match that a lot of us have been looking forward to, a huge dog collar match going down between Joe Black and our special guest today, this is going to be special, guys. I, I don't even know what's about to happen, but here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, William Huckabee. How are you, sir? Oh, look, these are my least favorite Texans or my <laughs> least favorite podcast from Texas. Oh, oh, oh yeah, buddy. It's, been, it's, it's, it's about that time that y'all brought me to the show. Y'all had a lot of junk to talk the first time y'all came to Southern Honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we we yeah, call it. we had an interesting encounter with you. For those who don't remember, uh, during our we went to the uh, Southern Honor one year anniversary show, and we did a podcast on the way back. And uh, certainly, our time with you uh, stuck out quite a bit. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know. Your buddy Courtney over there trying to sound like Barry White thought he was going to be a tough man and stand up and talk trash from on the other side of the barricade. And then no, he gets no, no. the podcast. Then he gets the podcast. Like I'm not, a, I'm not an athlete. I'm not a professional wrestler, but I'm not scared of Huckabee. But you know what? Hey, correct me if I'm wrong. He hasn't been back to Southern Honor since then, has he? Well, this is <laughs> this is true. He he has not been back. He is Courtney. I mean, you're here. Would you like to say something for yourself? Yes. Well, Re refresh us. What what started this rivalry? Y'all got into it behind a barricade. Well, well, what happened was there was a match, and oh, go ahead, Courtney. I'll tell it. Huckabee gets passionate, and he just blacked out. Huckabee is going to the back. 
kicks the guardrail. Little girl in the wheelchair is there. Huck kicks it again. And I stand up to defend an innocent girl who couldn't defend herself because Big Bad Huckabee was all the way up. Look, let me tell you something. First of all, I don't care that she's in the wheelchair. I will fight anybody. 18 to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. If you talk just to me, you talk up, you talk, you talk trash to me, you'll get smacked down. I don't care if you're in a wheelchair or not. Well, there, there it is. But just go ahead and say it, Courtney. You had, look, Courtney, let's just go ahead and say it. You had your cape on. You, well, you thought you had your cape on. You thought you were going to save a little, and then poor little Susie in a wheelchair, and then you saw a real athlete, a real professional wrestler, somebody that reminded you of the professional wrestlers that you grew up watching, somebody that reminded you of Ray the Crippler Stevens, or Arn Anderson, or Coco Beware when he was in Memphis, and then you got you start quaking in your boots. Just, just tell the truth, man. Oh, now, 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 Hawk, don't do that. Now, let's be honest. You paused when you saw all 300 and none of your business of me stand up. No, no, I paused. I couldn't believe that chair that you were sitting in didn't collapse. <laughs> now, I, now, now, I will tell you this. I, too, was impressed by that chair. <laughs> How about that? Them southern honor chairs, them, them chairs in southern honor don't look that strong, but I was, I was, I was corrected when I saw you stand up. I was like, damn, he only sitting in one chair? I thought he paid for two seats like in the airplane. Oh, no. When I stood up, you paused and said, my God, by God, he looks like a worker. I wasn't there to I work. Just, I was there to enjoy I the show. I did not say that. I did not think that. Anyway, let's talk about let, let's look, let's talk about something important. All right, when, when I say something important, I'm talking about me. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, let, let's 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 do that because you have lit Georgia wrestling and really the entire Southeast on fire with this war that you have going on with Joe Black. So that so for our listeners who are not familiar, talk about the relationship you have with Joe Black because this really goes back years. Well, the thing is, is first of all, I know a lot of a lot of people. We, I'm gonna have to break the fourth wall. A, a lot of things in professional wrestling, you know, are are storylines and they're made up. And if people have been following this entire thing going on with me and Joe Black, everything that you've seen in these videos is 100 percent true. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I met Joe, he was like 150 pounds. 140 pounds, actually. He was kind of a, a referee, but I knew he had potential. And when he, I, I told him, I was like, "Look, if you get up to like 192, 200 pounds, nobody would, nobody will ever deny you." And he did. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. He put in the time at the gym. He bulked up. He got up to 200 pounds, and we see where he's at. Uh, but the problem is, he thinks that I wrote his coattails, and he hasn't realized that. Hey, man, I'm not just your friend. I'm your big brother. You know what I'm saying? And I've told him several times that, look. I know that at my age, I'm not going to go to WWE. The best I can hold for is to go to Japan. And not even New Japan. Maybe all Japan will wrestle one. And I'm fine with that. I'm content with that. And if you make it, that means I've made it because I've been here with you since the beginning. But what the problem happened was, like a lot of people, he moved from North Carolina, moved to Atlanta, started hanging out with all these Atlanta cats and forgot where he came from. And me as big bro, you know what I'm saying? I, I had to smack him on the ass and say, hey, look, don't forget where you came from. Mm. Okay. Mm. And and this has turned into just an absolutely unbelievably vicious and serious war. I mean, you know, there was a point where obviously you you hit him with a spine buster and a chair. He turned around and hit you with a a bottle and messed your eye up. Um, you guys have had a lot of very dangerous, dangerous encounters. In fact, you're so serious about this that at the last Southern Honor show, 
you signed, and I still couldn't believe it when I saw it, you signed the contract in your own blood. What was that about? Yeah. Well, see, first of all, the thing is, is that this isn't, this, this, I guess you can call this feud with me and Joe. It's not a recent thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people know the history of me and Joe. They know that we were a tag team called the sound and the fury. <clears throat> and to be honest, uh, us as a tag team, we had put another prominent Georgia wrestling company on the map, when we did a dog collar match like four years ago. Okay. Uh, but then, like I said, he was, he was hanging out with the wrong crowd in Atlanta and he turned on me. He turned his back on me first. You know what I'm saying? So what's happening to him now is just payback. This is his just due. Um, as far as me signing the contract in my own blood, I wanted not only the fans of Southern Honor to know and the front office of Southern Honor to know, but I wanted Joe to know, like, this is how serious it is. Like, uh, where I'm from, you know what I'm saying, when somebody signs, uh, when somebody, you know, when, when you were younger, did you guys ever have blood brothers? Sure. Oh, you yeah. know, you cut your yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, me and Joe, me and Joe are closer than friends. We're blood brothers and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. made, we made a pact and, and uh, you know, we, we did the whole cut of thumb and boom. And so I, I signed a contract in my blood because I wanted him to know, like, look, on my blood, on every, on, on my very life, wow. January 10th, like, I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm not going to cripple you because I know that you have potential, but I'm going to let you know that in the hierarchy of professional wrestling, you have to remember your place. Mm. Wow. Uh, so so yeah, uh, that that says a lot. Courtney, did you did you have uh, w- w- William? Th- 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 this is Courtney, your best friend. Uh, listen, <laughs> you're taking this thing to the next level. What I do love about you is how old school you are. You know your wrestling history. You're not just in it to become famous. You're taking this thing to a dog collar match. Now, when I think dog collar is an NWA guy, I'm thinking Buzz Sawyer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Dusty Rhodes and JYD versus Ted DiBiase and Kamala. Terry Funk calls it a blow off to the final thing. Is this it, Joe? No matter what happens, will this be it? I, I think, like I said, if you follow, I think that this 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 saga that's me and Joe, uh, I, I think that we are destined, and I've said it before, we are destined to always, our, our paths will always cross. I'm not saying that this will be the end of our, our feud or whatever, uh, because as much as, I, as, much as I'm going to hurt him, I still love him. And I think that uh, in the country and stuff I'm from, they say blood will kill you quicker than a stranger. Like family will hurt you and kill you faster than a stranger will. Um, yeah. This won't be over until one of us literally takes their last breath. Until either he dies or I die, we will always have this competitive spirit. Uh, we will always say, hey, I am better than you. Uh, as the big bro, I'm going to say, hey, homie, no matter what, you're still a little brother. I'm still going to tap that ass when I need to. And I think with Joe being as competitive as he is, he's going to be like, hey, big bro, I understand you know what I'm saying, but uh, this is my time now. Clack, go ahead. Man, that's a great point. Yeah, my, my question is, is there anything in you that's a little bit afraid that you could come out on the other end of this match for worse i mean is there any way is there something in you that's nervous i mean how prepared are you uh yeah i'm nervous if if anybody if you ever talk to any wrestler and they say that going into a match like this with this much animosity in the line is not nervous they'll either they're a fool or they're lying to you uh i've, I've done a dog collar match before with joe as my tag partner and we fought the, the carnies a tag team out of tennessee called the carnies uh and that match 
took years off of my life. I'm not gonna lie about it. Like I couldn't leave my couch for two days. I was wow. pissing blood for a day and a half. Wow. Um, I had a I had a serious concussion where I really couldn't remember anything after the match. So uh, yes, am I worried? Uh, definitely. I know that whether win or lose, coming out of this match, uh, I'm going to be a different person than I was going into this match. And I think that, uh, especially when it's your family and stuff, you you have to go into a different mind state. You have to, as much as this is your family and you don't want to see nothing ill befall them. It's like, you have to go to that dark place inside you, uh, where, you know, people don't like to talk about that place that, you know, your demons and your skeletons live. And that's the, that's the mindset that I had to get into this Friday. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm thinking about this. You're from New Bern. Linda McMahon is from New Bern. How much does growing up in a Southern wrestling style, you and I, I'm from Virginia, you're Carolina. How much does that shape your psychology for what you're walking into? Uh, that's not, that's not even shaping my psychology. That is my psychology. I grew up, uh, my father was a tape trader. So I grew up watching all the territories. I grew up, you know, of course I grew up watching Crockett promotions and stuff. Uh, but I grew up watching AWA and I grew up watching Memphis and world class and everything in Portland and stuff. So, and even the, the Grams down in Florida, like professional wrestling, like basically shaped my life. Uh, especially what they call old school wrestling, which is not really, in my opinion, it's not old school wrestling. Right. It's just wrestling without the flips. Uh, everything that they were doing in the 80s and the early 90s is exactly what we're doing now, the same pace. Uh, and, and I hate when these young kids say, oh, I love old school wrestling. It's so slow. They just think they just headlock, shoulder tackle, you know, drop down, hip toss. I'm like, no, you need to go watch Brad Armstrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, be, you know, you need to go watch... Uh, you know, the Grams, you need to go watch Lawler and all of them in Memphis. Like these dudes were going just as fast as we were, mm-hmm. you know, but there was no flips. There were no dives. When somebody dove off the top rope, they called it a high risk maneuver because if you made it, there was a 90% chance that you won. And if you missed, there was a 90% chance that you lost. Right. Mm. Wow. Well, well speak, speaking of, 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 of flips and wrestling and things, your Twitter page had a, Two very interesting things that I want to get into. The first one was Wrestle Kingdom 14. Clearly you watched. What did you think of it? Uh, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. Uh, when you take both nights and put both nights together, uh, it was probably one of the best Wrestle Kingdoms of all time, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, if you take it as two separate shows, they're in the top they're in the top five, top ten best, uh, but there were some matches that they could have left off. There were some matches that we could just tell they were fillers. But if you look at it as a whole, uh, it, it, was, it was amazing. Uh, the only problem I really had, the biggest problem I had, was that I felt like the loser of Jay White and Kota Ibushi, there should have been a stipulation. Yeah. That the, if you're a double loser, you need to put something on the line. Like, the loser of the loser's bracket doesn't get to be in the New Japan Cup, doesn't, doesn't get to be in the G1. Like, there has to be something on the line. Right, right. No, that makes a lot of sense. Courtney Good. And, and let's go ahead and admit. Let's go ahead and admit. Like I know I wasn't the only one that when you saw L- Liger take that final bow and oh, stuff, man. That uh, that was you, tough. that you didn't get teary eyed. Uh, yeah, that was that was yeah. tough. And amongst all of the retirements we've seen in the last few years, that one was a hard one. That was a real hard one, real hard one. Courtney, you had something exactly. Yeah. Huh, uh, again, your best friend Courtney here. Uh, 
you don't shy away from one conversation that 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 I'm very close to, which is racism. You talk about it on Facebook. You talk about it on your Twitter. You talk about it within the wrestling confines. But uh, you wrote on your Twitter that an actual booker told you that if they hired another black wrestler, they'd have to let you go. How often have you encountered that type of nature in wrestling? Uh, that type of nature, I think that would, my, that would be the only time. I've had similar conversations with other promoters, but they were a lot more civil. Uh, and I understood when he, when, when another promoter said something similar to that to me, I understood where he was coming from uh, because he literally was a territory wrestler, had rolled around the territories, and that was the mentality back then. Uh, right. To him, there was nothing wrong with being an attraction because being an attraction meant that you were special, meant that you drew money. Uh, but I had to explain to him that in today's day and age and stuff, being called an attraction kind of has a negative connotation. Right. Uh, as far as racism goes in wrestling, um, Maybe not, of course, being in the South, there's always, and not so much now, thankfully, but when I first broke into the business like 14, 15 years ago, it was, hey, if there are two black wrestlers in the locker room, either they're going to face each other or they're a tag team, and that's it. Uh, a lot of the older black wrestlers, when I first broke into the business, did not want to help me at all. They did not want to mentor me whatsoever because they had that old school uh, territory mentality that if this young black kid comes in, one of us is going to lose the spot. Wow. Uh, and so therefore we're going to do our best to push this young black guy out of the locker room, out of the company, out of the business so that our spot is secure. Wow. So for me, it, as far as racism goes earlier in my career, it was dealing, I had more problems with older black wrestlers. Hmm. Um, and now as time progressed, it's, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, I think wrestling has become more all-inclusive where everybody uh, has a spot regardless of race or religion or sexual orientation. Can you touch on one thing really quick? You just said that you had problems with older black wrestlers. What, what was that like? Did, did, was that feeling like you were kind of backed into a corner? Because that's, that's got to be painful. Uh, it is really painful. You know, when you, you have to think like, you know, in the early nineties, early two thousands, you're dealing with racism. There was still racism, uh, and growing up and idolizing guys like Ron Simmons and Butch Reed and Coco Beware. Then you see an older black wrestler and your mentality is just like, Hey, he's black. I'm black. Maybe he can help me out. Maybe he can get me to the next level. Um, or he can give me some critiques and some advice and then to have them basically spit in your face or say, or, you know, just brush you off, no communication, not trying to help you whatsoever. It really, to me, uh, it gave me the mentality that, hey, when I get to their level, when I'm a veteran, if there's a young black wrestler that needs my help, I'm not going to turn them away. Which, which I'm sure is what makes this battle between you and Joe Black so personal, considering obviously you are more of a veteran in terms of standings than he is, and now you guys are at this incredible crossroads that leads to this Friday night and this dog collar match. So for the folks who are no, heading... No, 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 no. Let's, let's go ahead and get this straight. Uh, this thing with Joe Black is the fact that... Uh, the Joe Black that you see, I, I helped create that Joe Black. I helped mold that Joe Black. I gave him the moniker, the killer weight. Um, 
I gave, I was like, I, his style, his, the, and then saying like the way he wrestles, uh, these amazing matches that you see. Like I was the one giving him critiques when nobody else had faith in Joe Black. I had faith in Joe Black. So to me, for him to say, "Oh, you was riding my coattails, and if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have got anywhere." You're wrong, Joe. Because when you were on the road with me, you was wrestling four to five days a week, and and we'd be on the road four or five days a week in four or five different states every week. You moved to Atlanta, started hanging out with all these fuck boys in Atlanta, now all of a sudden you might wrestle one or two shows a month. You know, the difference between me and Joe Black is that I'm a legit worker. Joe might be a better wrestler, but I'm a better worker. I know the business better than Joe. I know life better than Joe because unlike Joe, you know, my world, I, I've been around the world. Literally, I've been around the world. I was in the Army years uh i did two tours of combat like i've seen what the world has to offer joe you you really haven't been out uh, out of the southeast you know what i'm saying you might went to new york a couple of times you might went to texas a couple of times or whatever but the difference is even though you look better than me i'm a better worker I, I can work with anybody i can wrestle any style i'm more athletic than you are you know what i'm saying i have a better mind for the business so all those muscles doesn't mean anything because i don't know about you courtney uh my, my my least best friend, uh, but I've never not. There's never been a point in my life where I've not beaten the brakes off of somebody because they had abs. Because they had abs. Why'd you bring me into it? I got abs. <laughs> you got one big ass. Come on, Cody. You 348 pounds. You got one big ass. So have you, you seen got- me? Have, if, if, if you and I walked into a Waffle House, they'd ask you to leave first. Oh, wow. uh, no, they wouldn't. They would look, if we walked into a Chinese buffet, they would look at you like, you go home now. You've been here for hours. That's it. You've done it now, Joe. I'm coming back to Georgia. You've done first it of all, now. quit calling me Joe. Why see, you see, first Joe? of all, you got all that fat around your head. You keep calling me Joe. You know what? I'm on Team Joe now. I was on Team William Huckabee. We're no longer best friends. I'm breaking up with you right now. Our friendship is off. Oh boy. We never had a friendship. I don't care. You're my <laughs> least favorite host. Look, you're my least favorite host on my least favorite podcast from Texas. <laughs> no, I'm not. You admitted that I was your friend about 30 seconds ago. Oh boy. I'm just glad I'm not the least favorite. <laughs> you shut up, Black. <laughs> well, it's all going down this Friday. We may be laughing, but it will not be a laughing matter this Friday, this dog collar match is just going to be unbelievable. Make sure you guys are getting your tickets at southernhonorwrestling.com. Uh, Huck, would you like for them to follow you on social media in some sort of way to connect with you? Or, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, well, first of all, I'm allowed to put on my social media. Uh, follow me on Facebook, William Huckabee. Twitter, uh, W.A. Huckabee. Instagram, William Huckabee. I'm like a lot of these other, uh, what are they called? What, what are the young kids call them now? Cuck boys? I like the rest of these cuck boys and fake fraudulent wrestlers. Uh, I don't have a wrestler Facebook and then a real life Facebook. For me, what you see is what you get. Yeah. I'm a wrestler. I'm a father. Uh, I'm a husband. You know what I'm saying? I have two kids with autism. Um, So I I don't have to be fake. I don't have to be fraudulent. And if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see that today I posted that we get a thousand people in a Southern Honor building. We've done it before. Mm -hmm. Um, But we get a thousand people at this show. I guarantee, or I would do my best to put Joe Black in somebody's windshield. Oh. Whoa. 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 Wow. 
Oh, is that, oh, 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 y'all didn't see that? Oh, yeah, see, because, you know, me and Joe, I, I know y'all seen the video where me and Joe uh, were fighting, about to fight in the parking lot and stuff, so I since do, he yep. thinks that, you know, he's a street dude, since he thinks he's from the hood, which he isn't, but if he thinks he's a street cat, we can fight in the streets. So I would drag him out of the ring into the parking lot, and I'm play him through somebody's windshield. I know Huckabee said that he loves Joe, and he don't want to cripple him, but Joe better bring his A-game. Yeah. I don't know what this... kind of love this is. I can see it. Huckabee, what kind of love is this? You gonna end the man? Hey, I'm not, I, like I said, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna end his wrestling career, but he's definitely gonna think twice before stepping up the big bro again. Oh my goodness! So you guys, you got to get your tickets to this. It's gonna be crazy. I'll be there calling the action, and uh, I just, man, I, oof. Huckabee, thank you for hanging out with us today, guys. We'll be back with more of the faction right after this. Hey guys, this is Gary Lamb, owner and general manager of Southern Honor Wrestling, and you're listening to the newest and hottest podcast out on wrestling, The Faction. Attention wrestling fans, come ring in the new year with Southern Honor Wrestling. Join us for SHW 16, Friday, January 10th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. This crowd is getting their money's worth tonight. Oh, look at her. Witness the first ever dog collar match in SHW history between Joe Black and William Huckabee. Huckabee and Black, face to face one more time. See the return of Georgia wrestling legend Kyle Matthews as he makes his Southern Honor in-ring debut against David Ali. Kyle Matthews, I still can't believe what we're seeing here in an SHW ring. Newly crowned SHW. W champion Corey Hollis defends the title against former Impact Wrestling superstar Suicide. Corey Hollis has found a way. And a number one contender's fatal four-way match between Owen Knight, Ashton Starr, AC Mack, and Cam Carter. Plus, Danny Jordan versus Brooklyn Creed. Gunnar Miller versus Sean Legacy. All this and so much more. I can't believe what we're seeing here, folks. Doors open at 7 p.m. Bell time at 8 Tickets start at only $10. Grab yours now at SouthernHonorWrestling.com. SHW, this is our wrestling. We got something to say. Listen! Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click Advertise. Uh-huh. Or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this.
Hi, I'm Susie Quinn, and we're backstage at Southern Honor, and I'm here with Joe Black. Joe, you got your hands on Huckabee tonight. Will you talk to me a little bit about what the match is going to look like on January 10th? I don't think you people understand. I don't think the people in Georgia get it. There was a time when William Huckabee was my only family. There was a time when I was homeless, sleeping in hotel rooms, and people were getting murdered in the next room, and William Huckabee was the one that answered the call. There was times when I was hungry, and I had no food for myself, and he would bring me food from his work, risking being fired just so I ate. He was the first person that believed in Joe Black. He was the first one to take me on the road. He was the first one to call me brother. He was the first one to call himself family. I felt like for a while that I've owed Huck my career. I felt like for the longest that I had to give him something back for all that he's given me. Everywhere that Huck has been has been on the back of my hard work. There was times when I didn't get paid and I made sure all the money that we made for a town went to his children. And you come into Southern Honor at my behest. I'm the one that recommended you to come in. You come in here. You get your foot in the door and then you try to put your foot in my ass, the same foot that I open the door crack for you to put in into Southern Honor. And this is what this is what I get. AWE, this is what I get. Every promotion where people talk to me before they even mention you to say, is this guy someone we should bring in? So, Huck, January. I just want to say this. There's been a lot of things said. I've been roasting you. I haven't been taking you seriously. I love you, Huck. I love you like a brother. You're the only remnant of family I have left. But come January 10th, I am going to do everything in my power. And that's a lot to end you. This isn't a match. I don't care who wins feud of the year. I don't care about all this Georgia politic bullshit. Come January 10th, I'm going to put your brains on the pavement outside the action building because this is deeper than wrestling. This is blood. So your blood that you signed the contract with, it's going to be the same blood I coat my hands with and wipe on my chest as war paint. January 10th, I kill William Huckabee. Savvy. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Into the Fire, which is Huckabee theme music because we just cooked that fool. Yay! Oh, oh, yeah. boy. Uh, cook! Well, I cook out! Cook! Wow. We did <laughs> Actually, I totally enjoyed having William Huckabee on the show with us again. He's got a huge match coming up this Friday. Southern Honor Wrestling. Uh, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be absolutely incredible. The dog collar match between he and Joe Black this Friday. SouthernHonorWrestling.com is where you can get your tickets. It is not too late to get tickets. And uh, he promised that if a thousand people show up in the building, he's putting mm. Joe Black through a windshield. And GB, I don't Uber doubt to the building. It could be your car. Uber. Oh, oh, oh wow. You know what? My car is going to be parked far away enough, but oh my God, you just, oh, that's actually scary. Hey, guys, oh, here's boy. the thing. I get a lot of flack on this show. Aren't you guys proud of me? I really wanted to be William Huckabee's friend. I really worked overtime okay. to be his friend. 
and the faction nation always has crap to say about me but gb didn't i gb you you tried i you i tried but 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 let's 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 kind of call a spade a spade here huckabee may be the first guy outside of us to really kind of put you toe to toe back you in a corner and work you over toe to toe (laughs) put me in a corner please I ate his lunch, oh, and all the fans out there in faction world know it. And if they don't know it, it's because they're too stupid to know it. Because we've seen 2020 have oh, the boy. dumbest fans I've oh. ever seen in my life. So I see not much has changed <laughs> in the new year, huh? Not you much has changed. You you are really committed to that. And speaking of committed, you know, I, I had some other places we were going to go, but since we're talking about this, this is probably a good time to talk about what was in my inbox this week. So Uh-oh. in my inbox this week um, was a note out of the blue from a certain member of the faction who, or a member of the faction faithful, the faction I should say. Nation. The faction nation, the faction faithful, who um, apparently has not gotten in the space of uh, leaving the past behind. You know, we're in a new year. But um, they don't feel that way. So uh, one, Josh Spilly, who is a, a fan, a follower. He has certainly been a, a faithful follower of the faction. Um, wasn't very happy about uh, some of the things that happened in 2019 involving uh, both you, Courtney, and both you, Clack. And so I want to air for you right now what he sent me in, in my inbox and... Um, give you guys an opportunity to respond to it check it out courtney clack you know this whole thing with us three started back in the summertime where clack got on me for making a decision of going back and forth between wwe and aew and then we go into the fall where courtney didn't think i can hang with him and challenging him for the faction championship knowing that i got turned to a triple threat match now knowing that i didn't beat you and you didn't beat me you did lose the faction championship to Clack. And then we go to the Crown Jewel where you, Courtney, decides to make yourself the number one contender for the faction championship, knowing that it should have been us going against each other since we ended in a tie at Hell in a Cell. And then we go to Survivor Series weekend where Clack decides to pick Noah as his tag team partner, which I don't have a problem with Noah, but I promoted your book, I promoted your podcast, I sent in a video to be your tag team partner, and look what happened. You were a no-show, and you lost the championship to GB, and which would not happen if you would have picked me as your partner because I would have given our picks to GB. And then you both get on me for dressing up like Shawn Michaels and Steen for Halloween. We got to end this feud somehow, and I've come up with a challenge. Now, I know GB's cousin Ronnell has a title defense against GB, and I believe he's going to cash in at the Royal Rumble. Well, I think we need another match also. It should be us three. One more time, triple threat match at the Royal Rumble. And since the Royal Rumble starts the road to WrestleMania for our match, whoever wins becomes the number one contender for the Faction Championship at WrestleMania weekend for NXT TakeOver Tampa Bay and WrestleMania 36. Are you gentlemen up for the challenge? We are the Faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. 
Okay, guys. So you all have had a chance now to hear uh, what was in my inbox from Josh Spilly, apparently. And, and, you know, in the chat room a few weeks ago, he said he had a challenge, but he wouldn't tell me what it was. I had no inclination. Um, and so this is what was in there. Ultimately, a challenge to both you, Clack, and you, Courtney, for Royal Rumble weekend. Um, who'd like to address this first? <laughs> I mean, what a waste of my time. I could have been getting wax out of my ear. I could have been cleaning the lint vent inside of my dryer, but here I am with him. So Josh Phillips, you don't deserve a triple threat match with me and Clack, but I'll give you another match. But a Madding Prince three you to it. Oh. Now before we dance, and let's really see who wants to get the ball rolling on this whole thing. Let's go. Oh. And Clack, I'm gonna ask that you sit with Noah and get Noah's picks. Can we make it a five-way dance? Wow. Now, how about this, now, Billy? Now, now, I have an idea, but I'll, I'll save it because you guys have some pretty intriguing ideas here. Uh, Clack, what, what, what do you say to this? I say that we call you GB and not DB. <laughs> I say that it's Shawn Michaels and Sting, not Steve. Yes, very true. It's not Shawn Michaels and Steve. It's Sting. Um, what what else did I? Know? I think what Josh did was he said, "I'm gonna dress up as all the wrestlers who are Christians." And one time, the Pentecost professional wrestler. So I was Sting. I wish he had a million dollar belt so he could have been Sting Michaels DiBiase. Who else a Christian out there? Miss Jacqueline? He could have been Sting Michael Biasi Alin. <laughs> Wait, don't forget Luger. He could have been Sting Michael DiBiase Luger. <laughs> My stomach hurts. So I'm just trying to, we, we, and this is probably all my fault now that I think about it. We, we just went from a scintillating interview with William Huckabee. <sighs> so so here, here's my other offer. And I, you know, any of these obviously are good. I love the idea of the fatal four way. I love the idea of a fatal five way. But let's, well, let's do something that I guess officially has never been done. This has never been done. How about, in the spirit of Hall of Famer Teddy Long, we have ourselves a tag team match. How about we have Clack and Courtney represent the faction against <coughs> Prince 3Q and Josh Spilly. <laughs> So basically, we're having a handicap match. Well, but wait, but wait. I want to sweeten the deal. I want to sweeten the deal, and I, and I want to sweeten the deal. 
Here's what we're... Wow. Okay. Let's sweeten the deal. Let's see what we have here. Um, in, in the spirit of Chris Jericho, if... Oh, this is exactly what we do. Here it is. If Prince 3Q and Josh Spilly win this match, and this is going to encompass the Royal Rumble match, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, and uh, I think we'll incorporate when Worlds Collide in there as well, since that'll be the night before the full Royal Rumble weekend. If, if, If Josh... And Prince 3Q win this tag team match. They will get to have a week on the show. Love it. Those Love two it. will get to be and- on the show. But if they lose, neither of them can ever challenge for the faction championship again. In the words of what Josh Bill just said. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. Uh so I, I guess I mean are you guys cool with, with said stipulation? I'm very cool with that. I think it's great. Here's the thing. I listen, Josh, we love you, but we're gonna pulverize you. It ends here. One of you guys is going through glass. <laughs> you might go through a windshield. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a fun time. I'll have uh, I'll be battling Ronell Tinsley as I promised for the faction championship. These Ooh. two guys will take you guys on, and uh, if they win, they'll get a spot here on the show for a week. Wait. If they lose, they'll never get a faction championship match again. Wait. Yes, let's no ignore clack. Ignore clack. We should Normally saved, it's me. We should have saved that because we actually have other business still to tend to. <laughs> Normally, oh my this God. show has gone up in flames. It, it really has into the fire. Thank you, Dokken. Um So let's let's try to get. Them, you, let's try to get you back on track. Sign these cats off of a lady in the tramp. <laughs> oh boy! Let's let's try to get back on track. I'm sure people are going. What in I'm the ready. world is Here going on? It's time to go to the raw recap. Courtney, take it away. WWE Raw was live from the Chesapeake Energy Arena in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Things kicked off with WWE Champion Brock Lesnar when he declared himself for the Men's Royal Rumble match at number one. United States Champion Andrade defeated Rey Mysterio. A little bit awkward there. Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders defeated the Street Profits. We want all the smoke. And the OC, Oscar, confronted Becky Lynch and got punched in the face. Eric Rowan defeated KJ Orso. AJ Styles defeated Akira Tozawa. Bobby Lashley challenged Rusev. Charlotte Flair brawl with Sarah Logan. Drew McIntyre, is he a face? Defeated No Way Jose. Aleister Black defeated uh, Shelton Benjamin. Buddy Murphy attacked Black after the match. Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and The Big Show defeated Seth Rollins and AOP by DQ. Guys, what did you think of Raw? Uh, um, Clack, you go first. I give Monday Night Raw B plus, and here's why. Although there was some questionable uh, booking going on, the intensity was there. It 
felt like the guys wanted to be there to me at least okay and 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 anytime the monday night raw superstars are at least engaged because of of just the sheer firepower of monday night raw it's always a win for me so the fact that they were engaged although there were some questionable matches and some questionable wins and some win not to mention Brock Lesnar is going to kick the stew out of the whole locker room. Oh, yeah, you, you know, let me. I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know either. Um, the spirit of Hux jumped on you. Oh gosh, let me let me start by saying this. You know, uh, Monday Night Raw ended the decade on such a horrible note with that wedding. Um, and you want to talk about things that have gone wrong? Well, let, let me try to find some things that have gone right. The concept of Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble at number one to try to abolish the entire WWE and NXT roster is that's pretty that's pretty compelling like I think I want to see that um uh I like the fact that we had some title matches on Monday Night Raw however some awkward things that ending um between Rey Mysterio and Andrade uh, made no sense. It kind of reminded me. <laughs> it reminded me of when you're doing a song and uh, you missed, you, like you completely skipped over a verse and you realize it, and now you're in the vamp, but you realize, oh no, we didn't sing this verse. Let's go back to the verse, and then we'll try to close the song. It just doesn't make sense. If you've left it, let it go. Nobody missed it. Um, you know, the tag title match was all right. Um, Big Show, why? I was hoping for some new talent, but I I haven't missed Big Show, which is a statement in and of itself. So to see him back in the main event and for Joe and Kevin Owens to be excited about it is equally weird. Um, but let's talk about the weird part that nobody's talking about. The fact that uh, after that AJ Styles match that we thought a fan got beat up in the ring, and they panned away and cut to commercial only to discover it was the actual preacher who was supposed to be doing the uh, the wedding for Lana and Bobby Lashley. You know, first of all, I, I know what happened, you know, because I watched it again. You can see the guy. He runs and slips into the ring, which was a dumb move on his part. He should have just which walked. looks like what fans do. It looked like what fans do. He should have walked up the stairs yeah. and he would not have gotten accosted. You know, nobody knew what that was, and clearly he wasn't supposed to enter the ring that way, which is why they jumped him. Um, I yeah, yeah. Monday Night Raw needs work. <laughs> it needs a lot of work. Um, yeah. Um, you know, he he made it on WrestleBots though. Okay, well, he should have. He got the stew beat out of him. Yeah, he made it on WrestleBots. I just they roughed to, him up nice. I just wanted to be in the audience to see the moment when they realized who it was. Oh man! And what? How do you respond to that? What do you, do you do? How do you respond to that? And how do you not get sued? That's what I want to know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I did enjoy about Raw was Brock Lesnar walking right in front of the commentators. That felt fresh. Yeah, that did feel fresh. Not knowing that what was going to happen. Fresh. You didn't know what was going to yeah. happen. Paul Heyman walking over saying, "Say something nice." Yeah, that felt fresh. Yeah, that felt good. That felt really, really good. So. Kudos, oh, yeah. kudos to to that element of things, but um, I'll just say thank God we had Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash because uh, Monday Night Raw definitely did not provide me the excitement 
that I was hoping for coming into a brand new year. Okay, so we've got, uh, you know, speaking of these big pay-per-views, WWE and all of their varying brands, the NXT UK brand uh, celebrates a year since their first pay-per-view as they bring us NXT TakeOver, excuse me, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff 2. And that's coming, I'm sorry, Blackpool 2. I think it's in Cardiff. Either way, it is happening this Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern, um, which is going to be about 5 p.m. over there in the U.K., exactly a year to the day of what uh, happened last year with NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Uh, The matches involved include Tyler Bate against Jordan Devlin. Trent Seven takes on Eddie Dennis. Uh, The UK Women's Championship is on the line as Kaylee Ray battles Tony Storm and Piper Niven in a triple threat. Uh, We've got a ladder match for the UK Tag Team Championships as the champions Gallus defend against Imperium, the Grizzled Young Veterans, and Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Main event is for the UK Championship as Walter takes on Joe Coffey. Any thoughts about this upcoming pay-per-view? Yeah, Walter, and I really like Grizzled Young Veterans. Okay. I think they're kind of dope. Yeah. They're in the, ter- they're in wait, the tournament, right? Uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans, they were actually the uh, first UK champions, uh, UK tag champions, and they won that belt last year at this event. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're speaking another language to Clack right now. No, I, I like the Grizzly Young Young champions as well. I, I wasn't <laughs> sure what you, if I heard the same thing, but I like the Grizzly Young champions mm-hmm. also. Grizzly, it's Grizzly Young. Mem- it's Grizzly. He thinks they play in Memphis. He thinks they're part of the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'll say this. This is what's interesting. Um, NXT, or NXT period, has a formula that works. And uh, their formula is yeah. really, really simple. We don't need eight matches on a card. We can do this two and a half hours in four to five matches, and we're going to give you match of the year candidates every time. Um, yeah. And let me throw something out there that certainly might interest Clack in watching the NXT UK product, and that is this. Triple H has acknowledged that his running of NXT in general has caused him to be very, very busy. And by his own admission, he has turned over NXT UK to someone else. And that someone else is the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is running NXT UK. That speaks Volume, so I'm sure. There's a lot. I'm I'm sure I can hear it already now. So let me just go ahead and give you space. I'll just say this: I don't think the answer is the Attitude Era. I do think the answer is the fact that you have one of the most impactful factions in pro wrestling history, DX, heavily involved in all of pro wrestling. Whether it is the Road Dog. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H involved in NXT specifically, or whether you have Billy Gunn involved in AEW, uh, the the DX uh, contingency, I think, is doing the thing that you're supposed to do, and that is when you are no longer an active wrestler, you continue to give to the business, and they are doing that by influencing and impacting the next generation of pro wrestlers. That's what you're supposed to do. That's how your legacy lives forever. It's unfortunate that Hulk Hogan didn't figure that out. Instead, Hulk Hogan is somewhere training, literally trying to be a part of WrestleMania 36. 
He posted a picture the other day in full beard without any color, and he reminded us that Hulk Hogan really is 66 years old. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. It's messed up, GB. It's true. You, When you see the picture, you'll go, oh, I get it. You know, so I say this: it's a very intriguing time in pro wrestling. A big pay per view from W, uh, me, from the NXT UK brand. My only issue is, why don't we rebrand the UK Championship as the NXT UK Championship and not the WWE UK Championship? It is still very awkward. It is still very weird. Um, and I know that might be small to some, but branding really matters. And if you can take the Cruiserweight Championship and change it from the WWE Cruiserweight Championship to the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, then certainly you can make the change for the UK Championship. So, with that said, what a full show we've had. We had William Huckabee on from Southern Honor Wrestling. We had a challenge come from uh, Josh Spilly. We've had all sorts of great news you can use and all sorts of great fun today. Thanks for joining us, guys. Who's how you can reach out to us by way of social media? Courtney. I am Courtney Beard on Instagram. Courtney Beard on Facebook. Let's talk. Clack. Brandon J. Clack on all of your social media platforms. Can't wait to talk to you. And, of course, you could reach me at Bonnerfied on all aforementioned platforms. Also, special shout-out to Nikki Vela, who announced her engagement. Um, apparently, they were being very quiet about it, as she's apparently been engaged since November. But they made it public uh, over the holidays. So, congratulations to Nikki Bella. And uh, super excited for that. And again, you can reach us at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Stay tuned because later this week, we've got a special interview that we'll be sharing involving one of our faction friends, Caprice Coleman from Ring of Honor will be joining us. And uh, I'm just going to tell you, he's got some special news that he's going to be dropping. So don't miss that. All that's happening and more here on The Faction. Attention wrestling fans, come ring in the new year with Southern Honor Wrestling. Join us for SHW 16, Friday, January 10th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. This crowd is getting their money's worth tonight. Uh, oh, look at Witness the first ever dog collar match in SHW history between Joe Black and William Huckabee. Huckabee and Black, face to face one more time. See the return of Georgia wrestling legend Kyle Matthews as he makes his Southern Honor in-ring debut against David Ali. Kyle Matthews, I still can't believe what we're seeing here in an SHW ring. Newly crowned SHW. W champion Corey Hollis defends the title against former Impact Wrestling superstar Suicide. Corey Hollis has found a way. And a number one contender's fatal four-way match between Owen Knight, Ashton Starr, AC Mack, and Cam Carter. Plus Danny Jordan versus Brooklyn Creed. Gunnar Miller versus Sean Legacy. All this and so much more. I can't believe what we're seeing here, folks. Doors open at 7 p.m. Bell time at 8 Tickets start at only $10. Grab yours now at SouthernHonorWrestling.com. SHW, this is our wrestling.